Welcome to another episode of the Champions League Final Podcast, where we talk a little bit of Champions League Final and a whole lot of FA Cup Final, too. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Champions League Final, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, uh, goal scorer to send Chelsea into the Champions League Final, Timo <laughs> Werner, and super producer, right, Robert DiMatteo. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. One for the teenage there. <laughs> Does that mean does that mean the super producer is going to win something and then just get binned off right away after? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll bring in Rafa. Who would be our Rafa to bring in? Jeff. It's Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you're going to be a host next season. Prepare yourself. Start uh, getting your bluffers together now. Start getting your Spanish waiter on. <laughs> I win the bluffer. Go up and get the trophy and go up to Roman and go, we did it. And Roman's like, mm, yeah, fine. Yeah, we <laughs> did. Oh, yeah, so uh, is this going to be your wank fest this week then, mate? Because Chelsea are in all these extra games and something, something and beat Man City or some of the shit. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? It's been a great <laughs> week for Chelsea on every possible level. Our results, other people's results, good times. Shout out Posh, by the way. Didn't you guys win like 17 to 0 the other night? 4 uh, 1 uh, against Doncaster Rovers, yeah. Yeah, we did. Well, brilliantly, we the, the disrespect on us, we brought on a. Um, we brought on a goalkeeper substitution just because we can. What? Uh, I know, towards the end, and he let in a goal. Oh, wow. What a prick. I did notice yeah. that none of your good players started or were on the bench for that game. Now, I'm just wondering if there's any contract talks <laughs> abound, and there's a little bit of oh, pullback since the promotion. Almost definitely, yeah. There were like about eight changes, eight or nine changes. We played a lot of kids. Apparently, the players who were not going to be required next year had already been let know. So, yeah, there could well have been a bit of shot window playing there. <laughs> Because <laughs> those players, certainly like the likes of Isa, that have not been playing that well <laughs> whenever they've been given the chance and suddenly beat Doncaster Rovers 4 1. So Enjoy your transfer to Wickham. <laughs> on the way down, can you imagine? Oh, Wickham, who Gareth Ainsworth, their manager. No, 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 that's too much. That's too much. No, 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 you gotta have this one. You gotta have this All one. Right, so fine. they they get promoted because I Yeah, I know. Promoted to what? What division are we even talking about here? They got promoted to the championship because okay. we know that one because of um, the season that got curtailed and it went points per game. Yeah, and then he has the audacity to say in the media, "Oh well, you know, if Wickham would have had one more game, we wouldn't have been relegated." Well, fuck you, mate. Peter didn't what? even get the full forty-six. What? And how that's how it works. How does that work? If we'd had one more game, we wouldn't get re- well. What? You might have lost that game. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, mate. Fuck off, off Gareth Ainsworth. Luckily, yeah. we don't have to worry about him anymore because we don't look that, no. down, that far down the pyramid. I barely look at the championship, honestly, but who cares? Yeah, Oscar, move on quickly. <laughs> yes, yes, let's go then. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We are very happy to have you. Welcome. We are one American and two Brits, and we talk about mostly the Premier League, but mostly get distracted. And we like to kick things off around here with our famous segment. <clears throat> rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening, speaking of the Champions League final, uh, Portugal is a strong candidate to host the Champions League final after UEFA did not gain guarantees of exemptions. It wants to move the game to Wembley. Uh, UEFA, UK government officials, and the FA met on Monday to discuss moving the game between Chelsea and Manchester City from Istanbul. Uh, UEFA has decided it will be moved after Turkey was put on England's red travel list, meaning fans cannot travel and any players that travel would be subject to quarantine and potentially be affected in their Mm. European tournament plans. 
Is Turkey a host nation in the Euros? So does this make it all kind of irrelevant? We're about to do a Euros that's hosting in 14 countries. <laughs> Is that still happening? I thought they moved it all to, like, England. No. Not that fit. Not that, well, A, I don't think so. B, I wouldn't have done my due diligence to find out. But... The whole thing about there being any pushback to just making the game at Wembley is insane. Like, just just do it. Like, let the fans be there. Um, let it be close. Don't make the players fly for whatever it is to Istanbul. Like, four hours, probably. Four and a half hours. Like, just chill. I could be mistaken, because I already closed the tab, of course. <laughs> but I think there's something happening at Wembley that day, right? Isn't that like the championship final? Yeah, it's the championship final. 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 Yeah, but but I think that 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 could easily be moved. I'm, I'm you just fucking move it. Sure of that. that yeah, put it, I, I put don't it, think put it on the fiver side pitches outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it is. I mean, the the UEFA tournament is still spread across many many different nations. Um, the only reason they're they're even considering moving it from Istanbul is the reason you said, Oscar, of the quarantining from Turkey at the minute would massively impact. Uh, teams getting together for the pre-tournament for Euro 2020 um, and they really don't want that to be impacted by COVID. Otherwise, they would just push through and force it anyway because they've done that sort of thing before. Um, Played games in ridiculous places because they've done the deal. Um, But the problem with Wembley is that at the minute we are only able to have 10,000 people in the stadium. Uh, I don't think Portugal has such restrictions at the minute i'm not sure so yeah portugal seems like the front runner at the minute but i mean by the time this comes out we might know we might know different yeah who knows so just start buying chelsea fans start buying hotel rooms in every city you could possibly think of just in case <laughs> yeah. and then uh make sure you get no cancellation fees and you'll be all good to go yeah uh, and that's actually a good place to transition to our next story ian just mentioned it um, up to 10,000 fans will be permitted at outdoor sports venues in England starting May 17, according to Prime Minister Boris Johnson. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, this is kind of just confirmation of what we kind of knew anyway. It's the last two games of the season. Uh, it means every team will get one game with home fans to kind of round out the year. And so I think that's quite a nice thing. Yeah, it'll be nice to everybody have had at least one game with fans there. Um, it is also a sign of things easing up as more people get vaccinated and all that sort of stuff starts to go down. Um, get the right the numbers fucking, are going down. Get the jab in me. Get it in me. Why I mean, is the you jab still not even me? had the first one of you. I'm are, not jabbed. I'm oh. not jabbed. Stick me. Stick me with the pointy end. Get it in me. Fucking hell. Bro, just go fly over to New York. It's open. Walk-in appointments. No uh, identification. No, I just can't go through an airport. <laughs> Ever again. Genuinely, though, actually. I, that reminds me. I need to renew my passport. Thanks, mate. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) Reminder to all fans, if you have to redo your passport ahead of travel opening up again, this is a good time to do that. You can't travel in the last six months and it's taking up to 10 weeks at the moment. So Is it? But if you need it in an emergency, the passport office is in Peterborough. Come by. Let's have a drink. We can go inside. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, aren't you guys allowed to like hug people as of next week? We can hug friends and family, and I consider everyone a friend, and I will touch them thus. (laughs) <laughs> no, that sucks. Then I can't. Hu- I can't hug either of you guys. I guess <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. You are acquaintances at best. <laughs> colleagues, side project work colleagues. Yeah, coworkers. Um, <laughs> no, Perspect I love you guys. Screen up between us. Uh, I love you guys. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Then there's a bunch of stories with strong Cartman vibes there. Yeah, sorry. That's uh, that's too open with my emotions for two British people. You're both very uncomfortable now. <laughs> 
Hala, again. Um, all right, so let's move on then. A lot of fallout from the Super League, so there's a few of these stories. Let's start off with one about Italy. Uh, Juventus have been told that they face expulsion from Serie A if they remain part of the European Super League. There are still three clubs that are still holding on as if this the is website, going to The website's still up. The website's still up. Is it? I've heard tell that merchandise was made. They, they, oh, yeah, I yeah. want to buy some. They made 75,000 oh, no. t-shirts for the Super oh, League. Oh, you spoiled it, Chuck. I was going to buy Oscar a Chelsea uh, a Chelsea Super League shirt when they come out because apparently a, a wholesale... A wholesalers has bought up the seventy five thousand shirts that were produced. Yes, none please. Of them, none of them responses. They've all got something like "New Era" on the front. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was going to get Oscar a Chelsea one, and, and me and you, Chuck, are some random random team. But uh, yeah, seventy five. They're now selling. They're going to be selling them for like two or three quid each when they were supposed to be. Fuck about. yes, please. Oh my I god, that. yeah, that I'll perfectly with my. Uh... Asia Cup, Asia Cup trophy jersey that I got by accident. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I knew you'd love catches. it. <laughs> That'll be fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I knew you'd uh, love it. All right, so that's it. UVA might get kicked out, but they're not going to. So whatever. No, next they won't. Because money. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of money, next story with continuing fallout from the Super League. Uh, Manchester United's efforts to secure a lucrative new training kit deal have suffered a setback after a local firm withdrew over concerns it could be boycotted by fans protesting at the club's owners. United's eight-year, £120 million contract with American insurance giant Aon concludes at the end of the season. Talks have been taking place to find a replacement, but it is understood that one of the frontrunners, the Hut Group, have pulled out a potential deal. Pizza Hut. They're going to be sponsored by Pizza. Is there going to be a stuffed crust at every corner? That would be fucking amazing. Um, Because League One (laughs) was sponsored by Uber Eats, and you could get it delivered to your seat if you were sat in certain places and a man would come no. out with a scooter at yeah well, what's the point they'd be two hours fucking late and the game would be over by the time you fucking get it no because they're i don't know it's probably just from a stand outside ian don't just okay <laughs> yeah so what if you could just have a pizza hut man there <laughs> I live in Peterborough. Uber Eats, Deliveroo. If I go on these things, there's about like two riders maybe in doing the whole city. It's not like London where you can fucking get whatever you like. And last time I tried to get an Uber Eats subway, it was about two and a half hours late and I refused <laughs> to pay for it. You paid You paid for it, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I got the money back after a long, boring chat with an Uber Eats guy. You could argue it wasn't worth my time. Yeah. But... Yeah. But, you, but, but you just thought you've wasted two and a half hours of my time, mate. So yeah, I am going to lecture you on the asbestos history of Peterborough. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. You yeah. will know about the production. And now our listeners have to listen to this too. So have to endure we're wasting well. lots of people's time. <laughs> Ian, to that I would just say don't live in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and you'd get very nice uh, Uber Eats delivery times because I can get stuff as I'm, quick as 15 minutes. I'd, so, I'd live know. in a cupboard, so I'm not interested. Yeah. yeah. All right, Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, this seems like easier publicity for this company to be like, no, we uh, don't have to give anyone money, and we look good, and everyone knows our name. Wait, is it? but is it Pizza Hut? <laughs> I don't know. I closed the tab. The name was The Hut Group, and the stock symbol was THG. I've got to go off of the Super League website. Uh, which is probably only still up because the Squarespace subscription lasts at least a month. Well, he's got, yeah, they've they got free a trial. free trial. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is basically what the fucking website looks like. Squarespace. Squarespace. Oh, uh, it's some sort of e-commerce company. I'm already bored from looking at the fuck. No, I'm already bored. Yeah, I'd have, ne- I'd have never known who they were. So, yeah, you're quite right. They get more publicity from pulling out. Than- well, I'm glad we dipped back into that one. Can we just move on to the next story? <laughs> yeah, let's move on. 
Uh, nine of the original European Super League clubs, including the Premier League's Big Six, have been given a financial punishment by UEFA. The nine are the ones that have obviously pulled out. Uh, Real Madrid, Barca, and Juve are set to face, quote, appropriate action under UEFA's dif- disciplinary process. Mm-hmm. Um, the nine clubs have agreed to make a combined 15 million euros goodwill contribution combined to the benefit children's and grassroots footballs across Europe. They will also have 5% of their revenues withheld for one season starting in 2023-2024, and that money will be redistributed. Um, so good well, thing for Arsenal that they will face no penalties for this because they <laughs> can't lose right, 5% so of zero. The fine is 20p a child, and in three years, when the revenues have increased by probably 20%, we'll cut 5% out. Well fucking done. Fuck off. Yeah, That's pretty standard for UEFA, though, honestly. Like, that's... That's a typical slap on the wrist, unless you're Chelsea. I'm surprised they didn't give Chelsea a two-year transfer ban and a 500 million <laughs> fine and everybody else didn't you, get anything. You, but... It was one window. <laughs> it ended up being one window. That's how inept which, it is. That like You're using it as massively. a stick to beat him. You use it as a stick to beat him, which A, is hilarious on the one side because it's like, oh, Chelsea are the only team that have suffered, which is funny kind of because I know you and I like you and it's kind of fun. But, yeah, but then the fact that even on that, when they did give a punishment, they went, ah. You're all right. <laughs> Go on then. And now, and now, uh, Champions League final. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Really Honestly, thank you. you thank you for that punishment because we got Reese James and Mason Mount out of it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I don't think they ever would have had a chance at Chelsea. And now they are super duper good players. So that worked out pretty well. Yeah, just another fucking token slap on the wrist from uh, from UEFA, which is pretty much par for the course. Let's give in to all their demands and also give them a nominal punishment that has no effect whatsoever. Um, But this might have a bigger effect. Uh, Moving on. Now, domestically, the Premier League is to bring in a new owner's charter to stop future attempts to join a breakaway Super League. All owners will have to sign up to the new rule, committing them to the core principles of the league with breaches punished by significant sanctions. Um, The actions of a few clubs cannot be allowed to create such division and disruption. We are determined to establish the truth of what happened and hold these clubs accountable for their decisions and actions. But you mean you mean like the old rules and laws that were in there that you needed to hold them accountable for the action. So the action you took was to redraw up the rules and sign another piece of paper. Well fucking done, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sounds about right. And of course, that paper will also be null and void if they just decide to fucking leave. You're like, if you leave, we're going to punish you by making you leave. <laughs> yeah. like, we're not in the club anymore. <laughs> we want to make money. The second they find out they can make enough money from it and it's guaranteed and there's a TV deal, like Oscar said before, very astutely put, they just fucked it in the delivery. If they hadn't fucked it in the delivery and hadn't played their hand, they possibly could have got this in the next two years. Now, probably about another four or so, five. I maybe. would say 10, is a, but that's a random guess. I yeah. mean, like, you have this in American sports, right? Everyone's talking about, like, oh, the American owners came in and corrupted us and blah, blah, blah. That's partially true. But, like, in America, like, it's not just that teams have left a league. Teams have literally just up and left entire cities and, like, fucked the fans. Yeah. Like, for example, the Brooklyn Dodgers left and didn't tell anyone. They just, like, showed <laughs> up in L.A. and they, they everyone says they left in the dark of night. And all the Dodgers <laughs> fans were like, wait, what the fuck? Why is our team all of a sudden in California? They play in Brooklyn. Or more recently, the Seattle basketball team, the Supersonics, moved to Oklahoma City. Huge protests. And the owners just pushed through with it anyway. And that's what these guys are going to do. Like, they don't give a fuck how yeah. angry the fans are. Loads the of teams they bounce around. The... They, they just bounce around based on what is 
what is popular, where they can get a fan base. I know in NFL, there's been teams that have changed multiple cities multiple times. Like I think the Raiders are now in Las Vegas, I think, or they were in LA and then they were in Oakland and San Diego moved and now they're in LA and Utah moved, wasn't it? They were originally New Orleans in the NBA. Yeah, that's, that's basketball. Why it's the jazz. That's why you have the jazz playing in Utah. <laughs> in Utah, like you may as well call them the Utah Osmonds for fuck's sake. Like do that instead. <laughs> Give... New Orleans back the jazz rather than being Pelicans. But yeah, that's that's that was the interesting thing that I thought would happen with this Super League thing. Is they'll just go, okay, well we'll just we'll just fuck off. We'll just move the teams. Move the teams somewhere. Right. Like if you take the players and you do all that and you can tie it up in lucrative enough monetary contracts, like they'll all just go to like Monaco or something, I don't know. It really has been such a fascinating cultural like study of English attitude towards sports compared to like other countries. Because like the way you guys are reacting, you would think that these teams are, like, threatening to dissolve or leave and move to a different country, like you said. But it's like they're still going to play at the same stadium against good teams. Whereas, like, over here, you had, I think, less protests when teams just stop and leave cities, which is, like, insane. So, anyway, one actual good, uh, genuinely concrete outcome of this, one of the fallouts, this is our next story. Chelsea are set to introduce a supporter presence in the form of three... Supporter advisors at club board meetings starting from July 1st. Um, Chelsea said the move will allow the club to discuss and seek advice on a broad range of matters. Uh, It's going to consult with its fan forums and non-official supporter groups regarding the process for selecting those advisors. Criteria will ensure that the supporter presence is representative of our base generally and is inclusive and diverse. A new selection will be made before the start of each season. Now, guaranteed in three years, that's going to be, oh, look, Roman Abramovich's three best friends happen to have supporters groups, and now they're on the board. But at oh, least, we but, are fans. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Chelsea. <laughs> Great Chelsea fan. Um, but nominally, like, this does seem like an actual, like, that's a big deal. Three supporters at the club board level. I like, like that we went, we went, it'd be really good to get, you know, the German model, which is like the 50 plus one, and the fans own a majority. And then, like, it's so barren in comparison here that like getting three fans involved is like a call for success relatively. One of them making the team. Like, of yeah. course, it, of course, it's a positive, but it just feels like such a like uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think about the elected or the fact that it changes every year? That makes me kind of nervous because that seems like a good way for it to just get corrupted. Not to be a pessimist, but you know. Yeah, they won't be able to be bought, will they? Nah, mate. Far be it from me to think that Abramovich's or the Chelsea board's motives are not pure as the driven snow, but it it's all just... At the minute, it's all just damage control, isn't it? Mm. And Chelsea have come out of the Super League thing not bad compared to everyone else. They yeah, but because were, they so, also because they kept winning, and it's people's uh, people's memories will be quick to forget this kind of stuff. They'll wait for the bad PR. You know, they it helps the Champions League final among the Chelsea fans definitely. But even in the wider world, they, they've they have done quite well at spinning it as oh we we were a sort of only last minute joiners, and we were. Uh, I think Man City might have been the first to announce they were pulling out, but it certainly broke on Twitter and everything that Chelsea that Chelsea were the first club. You know. Yeah, so, and we were coerced into it. We had they were like, "This is happening in twenty four hours. Do it or don't." And we were like, "I guess." And then we were like, "Wait, yeah. why you lied to us?" 
I'm sure. I'm sure that's how that went that's down. Exactly. Guys. They didn't know yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it, was, it wasn't planned for a long time on clandestine zooms and WhatsApps. Yeah, and exactly. Um, but they've managed to come out of this fairly well. But let's not pretend it's anything other than lip service. Like like Chuck says, until you get some sort of uh, over fifty percent voting share uh, for fans on boards, then it, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because they'll still do whatever they want. The, uh, who are the? They're going to consult with these fans and then they'll go yeah but that, that doesn't really financially make sense so we'll just plow on with what we're doing <laughs> yeah at, at the end of the day roman can just completely choose to ignore the board's decisions anyway it's his fucking team and it's his money like yeah you know yeah, exactly. but i, I yeah. do think that like that is something that deserves praise on some level it's more than any of the yeah. other clubs have done i don't even know are there any other teams in the prem that have supporter presence at the executive level like at the club board meetings when palace was bought out it was bought out by four fans that was in 2010, so Steve... Oh, fuck, I'm going to forget all their names now. Anyway, but Steve Parrish is still there. There's two others. One of the originals went, and then we sold uh, like 17 19% or something to Americans uh, who... I can't even remember their name. They're the guys that own the 76ers in basketball. Um, so I just know that from a personal level that it was bought out by fans, but obviously that's a different situation. That was the club wasn't going to exist so right, they, exactly. the four yeah, of them yeah. came together to buy that. Uh, yeah. In terms of passion projects, well, I can't, if the Spotify guy buys Arsenal, um, who knows? Those <laughs> those Glazers are always talking about Man United. <laughs> <laughs> Henry has long uh, admired the Liverpool philosophy and, and been a huge fan for at least the six months before he bought the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like you say, it can't be a bad thing, can it? It cannot be a bad thing. But I just don't know how much of it's any real impact or just lip, media lip service. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's um, that's a good place to cut it there. We do have one uh, rapid fire racism. As usual, we can't go a full week without something happening. Uh, this one not. is Manchester City and England forward Raheem Sterling has received racist abuse on social media. It comes only two days after English football's four-day boycott of social media in response to ongoing online abuse had come to an end. A spokesperson for Facebook, which owns Instagram, said it had removed the comment and taken action against the account responsible. Facebook added that the abuse to the 26-year-old was unacceptable, quote... Um, although they could have clearly fucking done something much sooner to stop these sorts of things from happening so how unacceptable is it actually or is this just you know your classic pr nothing to say there i think we can just move on but just goes to show that you know whatever we do until the the actual social media platforms do something more substantial than condemning it with the strongest possible words uh things just aren't going to change so we'll leave that there and let's move on then to the actual they ever do even you know, like when they say, "Oh, we condemn it in the strongest possible terms." Like they could be, they could say it a lot stronger than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could say, yeah. "Fuck these fucking racist." <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's that's Indeed. quite strong terms. It's you know? stronger, isn't it? Stronger, just a bit. Stronger. Just a bit. Yeah. yeah, you know, less dilute. And I mean, in this case, talk is literally cheap. It's much cheaper to say we don't like this than it is to like, yeah, do anything Hi, to change your Hi, business Liam model. Neeson to sit there and go, "I will find you." I will. I know where you are. I have skills. I will find you. I will kill you. He's too you. busy making movies like Taken, but in the snow, <laughs> and Taken, but on a train. Taken in space. 
<laughs> That'll be next. Uh, do you want to do you want to hear a bit of uh, old white guy misunderstanding social media boycott news though? Oscar Hell yeah, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you so, talking uh, about yourself here or someone else? Yeah. No, no, I I, I fully understood what was going on. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. I think. Did you? Uh, but um, uh, Andy Gray on uh, the Keys and Gray podcast. Oh, finger on the pulse, yeah. Andy Gray. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you, yeah were, yes. you would never expect his name to come up in this. No, no, you? him and Richard Keyes are just always completely on the money with yeah. just the feeling of the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and also, he's very well known for being tolerant and not uh, a problematic on any level. <laughs> any level. Any level. It was so, just um, banter. <laughs> also, you know how podcasts are uh, not live? And edited, and you can, you know, if you say something really stupid, you <laughs> can you can edit it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so God bless uh, you. he he asked on the Keys and Grey podcast whether the social media blackout, and he was totally serious, whether the social media blackout meant that he couldn't WhatsApp and text his family. Uh, he was t- totally without joke, without irony or anything. Was like, so what? I mean, like, I can't, I can't even text my family during this. And it was in the on the podcast. They sort of went, no, no, no. Of course you can. You just can't tweet about it. <laughs> you, know, you just can't tweet or go on Facebook. Of course you could text your family. You fucking moron. Jesus Christ! I'm surprised he didn't say. I'm surprised he didn't black up for it. Genuinely, <laughs> he's that much of an idiot. Just unbelievable. He just coloured in his windows. Well, I don't want to let people see in. No, Andy, it's not the Second World War, for fuck's yeah, sake. No. These, these, these people get paid so much money it's and insane. they just don't know anything and it saddens me because I don't know stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. If you too would like to support content creators who don't know anything, it's patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod <laughs> and or patreon.com slash milesoffside. I never know which one. I always say Ian's going to correct me. He never corrects me. He so never does. Try typing both of those in. One of them it's will take you It's milesoffsidepod. Patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod. Speaking of, we've got a new Patreon. Should we just throw it in now? We might as well. Play the, play the fanfare. Is the fanfare still there? Oh, yeah, I've got the fanfare, yeah. I forgot how long it goes on, so I'll just nope, do it as a bed. over it. <laughs> let it go. Let it breathe. Jordan Cohen. Uh, fine, I'll let it go. There you go. <laughs> it was Jordan Cohen. Jordan Cohen is a new patron and also the one, the only, uh, Mr. Oscar Dalton. Has uh, come aboard as well. Absolutely, and so what we should mention as well is you can come on board for free at the minute because we're going to pause. Oh, yeah. pause the Patreon payments. Payments. I'm into that Patreon payments. Uh, we're going to pause them in the off season, obviously, so there will be no money taken. So you can just get on board, you can get on the Slack, see what it's all about, and then see whether you want to stay with us for next season. Ian's actually remembered to turn it off this time as well, hasn't he? Have you? Uh, yeah, because you told me I definitely had to while I was on the website. So, yes, I did do that. Okay. I, it's already turned off. Payments are off. Very good. We should note, however, that um, given that a large percentage of our listener base probably falls under this category, if you are under 16, legally, we cannot put you in the Slack. So That's true. Yeah. <laughs> sign up for the Patreon, but we will not be inviting you because, you know, legal reasons. For good reasons. <laughs> we don't want to be messaging 13-year-olds as much as we appreciate your listenership and your Patreon money potentially. Go ahead and ask your dad for an allowance and then just give it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Speaking of fanfares, just while we play the music, Patrick Bamford is still 
underperforming his XG. Yay! Yeah, it's a bit long. Uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Friday, May 7. Happy birthday to me. Lester 2, Newcastle oh, yeah. 4. Happy Not b- a yeah. bad gift. That's a good start to a weekender, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Seeing Lester's uh, top four percentage drop to 55 after the recent round of results and Chelsea's jumping up to 94. We were about 60-ish uh, last time we recorded, so it's been a good week. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on Lester losing to Newcastle? No. Yeah, it's funny. It was good. <laughs> yeah, that is sort of it, isn't it? It's just mega low, really. I said they had to they had to win this match. Why did Brendy not listen to me? Um <laughs> They've got they've got three really tough fixtures to finish off. It's gonna happen. I've been telling you guys all season it's gonna oh, happen. They're in so much more of a precarious position now. I mean, West Ham must be kicking themselves because, you know, it's not just Liverpool who are knocking on the door. West Ham were. Mm. And it's, if they'd have, you know, if West Ham had managed to win their game, then they'd have been well in the hunt. But now it's now it's Liverpool who are, you know, in decent nick at the minute, it seems. And Leicester have got a lot to do in that last the last three games because what, what do we think they need to do to win? maintain their position win 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 is a very very basic simplistic they'd way they'd have to win i would say two out of three including the one I against think they chelsea do. that is it i think they do have to win two out of three and i think that's a tall order now so the fixtures for those of you who don't know are manchester united chelsea and tottenham chelsea obviously being the biggest one because mm. if they win those three they're also taking three off of us yeah but i don't think it's the competitions with like we said last week i think leicester and chelsea are in such a similar position you know, after this game as well with the, the amount of points. But I think it's whoever's further down, potentially. Like, it's whether Leicester can take points off Man United after they have a ridiculous amount of games in a very short time. Uh, like, they're playing now, probably, and again tomorrow. And <laughs> well, the day statistically, after. it is likely. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I think they're playing two coin, games at once, Flip a coin and charges. I think, I think the, B team are, the B team are playing at the same time. All that. Ollie's, got, Ollie's got his full kit on. He's doing a John Terry. He's running down there. <laughs> But yeah. he's fl- he's got two games on the go. It's like a Mrs. Doubtfire situation. <laughs> he's running from one to the other. <laughs> he's he's desperately trying to keep everything going. Yeah. For some reason, he's dressed as a woman. I don't know. Who knows? Um, and weirdly, since the first of April, um, if you you know you sort the table by that, um, Newcastle were fourth. <laughs> oh my god! There you go. Wow. This is so. this is their their new. It's got to be their new coach, isn't it? Their uh, I can't remember what his name is, but the the. New first team coach, who Steve Bruce initially banished to the stands because he was pissed off at how much influence he was having. But it's got to be, surely. That does really fucking destroy Leicester's prom- uh, promotion. I keep going to say promotion. Qualification for the UCL percentages, like I said, they are down to 55. They were at 71% last time we recorded a week ago. They are now almost in a dead heat race with Liverpool. Um, and Chelsea have completely pulled away. So bad, bad, bad times for them. And as as we've said, like in... What was it? 16 years, Leicester winning the league, and then one other fucking time out of all those 16 years has anyone other than the big six finished in the top four, and that was Everton in 2005, I think, or 2004. Yeah, we don't we don't mm. care, mate. We're still not on board with the Super League, so move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying it doesn't happen. Like, this is why it doesn't happen. Leicester were in great position all last season. They were in great position all this season. You and still then... run close. You don't, you don't watch Marbula 1 to, to know who wins. You hey. see who's going to overtake, who's going to do, like, whatever. <laughs> if the same teams win every week, you know, 
That's what it's about. Yep, Savage Speeders all the way, baby. Fuck it's, Savage it's Speeders. Not, it's, not beyond the, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I mean, 538 still got them, as you say, at 55%. So they're still, they've still got the best chance of finishing fourth out, you know, out of them and Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. points on the board is points on the board. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility, but it's just, if you're struggling to beat a Newcastle side. No, if you're conceding four goals against a Newcastle side. Four unanswered goals. <laughs> just, yeah, to start with, four unanswered goals. Yeah. Then it doesn't fill you with confidence going into your last three games against top five, top six opposition. It's it's not a good it's not a good place to be. And it'll be in their heads. As confident and as jubilant as they were earlier in the season with Madison uh, talk, talking up Leicester's chances all the way, it... It's going to be in their head that we do this most mm. seasons. And speaking of bottle jobs. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead to Leeds 3, Tottenham 1. Speaking of teams destroying their own top four chances. Uh, Leeds 2.6 to Tottenham's 1.0. Dog Mayer uh, is not looking so good. <laughs> <laughs> I did Google that and I said, yeah, there's a dog mayor in Kentucky or something. Is that, is is that, that is John that... Mayer's um, Hawaiian cousin? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tenuous. Yeah, yeah. Tenuous, uh, at, tenuous at best. Tottenham down to 3%, so RIP Tottenham, even though they're only a point behind Liverpool and two points behind West Ham, it's just like, nope, they have no chance. They have zero chance. Was it worth sacking Jose? Just keep him on for the final, keep him on for the end of the season, just see if he can do anything. Even just to cut down the fucking payout a little bit. Probably. It's got to yeah. be on her, like, how much time is left. It's a pro rata <laughs> basis for the payout, so, like... Yeah, it seems very odd to me that they 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 were not playing like a team that were playing for their they were playing for their manager they weren't playing for anything it was it was very uninspired. Good times at Spurs Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's twenty nine, Ryan Mason. You know, you know when you get to that point where football players are younger than you and you think, oh, okay, it might not happen now. Um, yeah. When you get to the point that managers are, it's now definitely yeah. like. Um, I'd just like to pull my hat out of the ring then for, for next Spurs manager, really. So just Sky, Sky Bet have got really good odds, but just don't, don't bother guys. Yeah. Well, when I, was a, when I was a kid and an aspiring sort of music producer, musician, I was like, oh, well, you know, Pete Doherty and the Libertines, they didn't become famous until their late 20s. Now all I've got is C6 Steve. It's, it's not good. It's not good. I, that, I think that ship might have sailed, you know? Yeah. Just a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. Same number of teeth. But, Meanwhile, um, though, Fernandinho is a year older than Wayne Rooney. <laughs> like, that's crazy to think about because Fernandinho is still playing a massively important job. That's not the possible. best team in the world. And no, Wayne Rooney is the Coventry I, manager. I refute your facts. That can't be possible. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. Derby manager, not Coventry. Um, <laughs> One of, yeah, yeah, some team down there. I don't know. Um, yeah, I still hate Leeds. I hate, Still hate Leeds. Leeds. Yeah, I hate them, but for different reasons now, not just because. Like, because. Like, <laughs> oh, different, different reasons than just because. Well, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's just frustrating because it's like one of those teams that, yeah, okay, they never stop attacking and stuff, and you can laugh at them and do that, but then it's like, oh, actually, they're quite fun to watch, and they've scored 50, 53 goals this year. They've also conceded 53, but they've got 50 points, like, as a promoted uh, well, team. You know what many people are saying? They're the Peterborough of the Premier League. I've said they're the Peterborough of the uh, let's go ahead and move on then. Chuck, do you actually want to talk about Palace beating Sheffield or no interest there whatsoever? At least what was supposed to happen happened. Yeah, there you go. 2.3 also. That's like the most extra you guys have to put up in a Shit. long time. 
Well, yeah, you underperformed technically, although two point three to two is pretty much bad. Oh but. fuck's sake! Oh yeah, to be fair, there was a lot of very close ones, and Ramsdale was actually making saves. But Eze fuck did off. another. You lie! Fuck off! Six, <laughs> six of them. Some of them are quite. In your good. words, as many as six. As many as six. <laughs> half a dozen. Um, Eze doing another from inside his own half run. Uh, against Sheffield yeah. United to score is just lovely. So that was nice. And I'm ben still Teke... excited about him. I feel like we've not you seen be. the best of him. No, you, you haven't seen the best of this Crystal Palace team for about three years. Well, mate. exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I'm still sort of a bit buzzing about him for you there because I think he's I think he's quite something. And I think under mm. an attacking manager who can be a bit more dynamic, I think he could be really good for you. Yeah, next year's your year, Chuck. Definitely. It's every year's my next year's my fucking last. Next, next year's your year. Next for year, sure, last sure. year, who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, and and it's again, it's play to the strengths of Benteke, and Benteke's great. Like he will win every fucking contested header there is, and if you've got someone nearby to take a knockdown, like they'll get yeah. onto the ball and you'll keep possession, or you know. So uh, it's just playing to the strengths of the team. But like Southampton fans with the nine nil, it's how far into the game do you get before the commentator says Crystal Palace have got twelve players coming out of contract in the summer and, and yeah. their manager yeah. and this and you're like, yeah, we know, mate, we know every man and his dog knows, and the fact that our youngest centre back turned thirty one the other week and we've got six of them, you're like, for fuck's sake, yeah, we really need to sort <laughs> everything out. Bleak, fucking bleak. But Hodgson will go soon. I really want Lampard. I'm not even lying. I'm so sold on it now, and I don't care what anyone says, and it just makes sense. Let's rebuild. Give it, give, give it Lampard. Don't give it Gigsy. Um, give it Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think uh, Lampard would be a great fit for you guys. Genuinely, he's good at developing talent. I think he was a bit potentially, although I still think he did a good enough job to keep his job. Obviously, Tuchel was a massive upgrade. Whatever. Um, I think he'd do a good job for you guys. I think he is a Premier League level. Manager, I think we saw what happened with Derby after they left. After he left, uh, not good things. And mm. he took that team to like a pretty high finish. Obviously, they lost two good players from there, but anyway, I think he'd be a good fit for you guys. So I'm on board with that. It'd be cool to have him. He could stay in London. All those things. Uh, let's move on then to the big one. Of course, we had West Ham zero, Everton one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Manchester City one, <laughs> Chelsea two. Manchester City 1.8 to Chelsea 0.6. That marks the second time in uh, theme tune. a couple of weeks. No, 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 no. We got the theme tune for a different one. <laughs> no, we're not talking about any other fixtures after this. We don't care about okay, any other fixtures. Okay, fair enough. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Fine. play Chuck's one. Battle of the week! There we go. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, we'll do Chuck's one. <laughs> Very nice. We've beaten them twice in relatively recent history. I think we have one more match coming up against them sometime soon. I'm not sure. I might be... <laughs> uh, making that up i'm not entirely mm, clear there a no, uh, nice. couple of controversial things here one penalty that was given that was soft one penalty that wasn't given that was probably more <laughs> that was a madness that was probably. such yeah. a madness probably yeah <laughs> he, just, he just kept kicking him in the back of the legs <laughs> uh, i got the ball mate got the ball <laughs> he got his testicles he didn't get the fucking ball he just like kept kicking sterling in the back of the legs and you're like really, really? it was like oh he's, he's not whistled oh okay i'll go again <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell, more bites than Ian at a buffet. That's what that was like. <laughs> that first one, though, was about 0.3 expected penalty, and then the other one was like 0.7. <laughs> so you add them up, and there was one pen between the two yeah, of them, really. Yeah. Neither recall was so egregious that VAR looked at it and said it needed to be reviewed or overturned. Like, uh, They were tired. They'd had enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, can we talk about Aguero's Penenka? Aguero, who, for the record, has scored more goals against Chelsea than any other player in Premier League history. Ten goals. Fucking hilarious send-off in his last match against Chelsea in the league. Uh, goes for the 
Panenka, Mendy starts to dive, yeah. realizes what's happening, stands himself up and just catches mm. the ball. With like, one hand. With one, one hand. hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just didn't even need the security of two hands and his body behind it. Just like, but no, no that's oh. not, not, that's not a thing. Oh, Don't worry thanks. about that. That was a, an interesting choice at one nil up. You know, it's a choice you can yeah. maybe make. Uh, he apologized on social media and everything afterwards. Yeah, which that's terrible. Like, let's not get into the habit yeah. of making players apologize. Yeah, for, like, I agree. Nah, but he feels bad because he's leaving soon, doesn't he? Because he's got three games left. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and that guy is like. That that guy's impact, like we all love Sergio Aguero, and his legacy on the Premier League is is immense. Just for his goal, even even considering when you look at how ridiculous his injury record is, and how few games he's played each year, and um, you know, for for one of the lasting things for him to do is to to do that Panenka. But that does mean it's set up for him to score the winning penalty against Chelsea though that's the only thing in the Champions League final <laughs> God. Oh, as God. we'll goodbye. see I mean I'm gonna say two facts and you guys can choose to connect them or not connect them as you see fit I'm not implying anything here I'm just listing two things that are true fact number one every Champions League final that Chelsea have ever played has gone to penalty kicks don't mm-hmm. worry about sample size don't you know you don't need to ask any questions <laughs> every single one two. that they've ever played has gone to penalty kicks and two the worst team in the big four leagues at penalties this season has been Manchester City that is true. So, uh, you know, yeah. those are just two things that are true. You know, what do you want? Um, how do you guys feel about Chelsea and City? Like, th- yes, this was a bit of a Burnley, but like, it also wasn't a total fluke. Chelsea had some good chances. Um, and this is the second time in like three weeks that we've beaten them. Mm. So like, how are you feeling about these two going into the Champions League final relative to each other? Well, ju- just from a psychological point of view, it feels like old Tommy Tooks has got the better of him for now. Um, it was an interesting tactical setup from Pep that was presumably designed to not show his hand. About Interesting what he... insofar as he chose not to play in midfield. Is that what you mean? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I Don't need it, mate. Yeah. Whereas... The old double pivot of Raheem Serling and Ferran Torres. <laughs> <laughs> the well-known, yeah, the well-known setup. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas Tommy Tooks played it straight down the line and ultimately came out the victor again. And it just seems that the psychological uh the psychological bent at the minute is with chelsea and it it does make it interesting. i hope the i hope the champions league final is more interesting than the first half was of this match which was a little it won't dull. it's going to be a terrible 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 it's going to be game. a terrible game it's going to be yeah. so boring yeah mm, if yeah. you're uh, if you're going to watch the champions league final i would just tune in at around the 80th minute and then no. watch how it. much <laughs> how much of a gap is there between the last game of the season and the champions league final is it more than a week it's one week. One week, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Have Chelsea got the FA Cup final in that time as well? No, the FA Cup final is this Saturday coming up. So we play Arsenal oh. tomorrow. We play oh, the FA yeah, Cup final Saturday they, yeah. and then we play Leicester again on Tuesday. We're playing Leicester twice within like four days. Um, one in the FA Cup final, one in the big top four race. So. Okay, that would be interesting. I want to see second half Chelsea and I want to see first half City, but without it being weird functions that I want to see that's just what I want to see because like Chelsea and Man City have been pragmatic in what they do uh this year and have just made it really simple but as a neutral like you can watch it and you can appreciate tactically and you can see how that is intelligent but it does not a spectator sport make no not at all that final is going to be one for the uh football perverts like the genuine football perverts the tacticians yeah it's got to be because like 
you know, I, I will watch Chelsea with an affinity for yourself. And I, I think that's natural. And I like City because I like seeing those things. But fuck, I don't enjoy it. Like, it feels like a slog to me because I don't have that investment. And that's just a, a bit of a concern, especially if you're going to get to a final because you don't want another Spurs-Liverpool which is over after what they had that penalty after three minutes and then nothing else happened, I think, in that yeah, final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a slog even for me, and I am a fan of, of Chelsea. So, like, <laughs> you're not wrong. But second half Chelsea in this game were great. Fantastic. Yeah. And they and uh, in the FA Cup semifinal, too, they were, like, genuinely better than City for the entire match. We out them by quite a bit in that one, too. Mm. So I think that there's... I've been hesitant... As much as no one's going to believe me when I say this, I have been biting my tongue and not overly hyping Chelsea on this podcast as much as I actually want to. Um, Because, you know, you don't want to jinx anything. But I have the numbers in front of me since Tuchel took over. Because obviously City have been phenomenal throughout the whole season. Chelsea were not running particularly well for the first half. Certainly they were underperforming their numbers. But since Tuchel came in, so that's 16 league games, almost half the season, starting January 27, Chelsea and City are one expected point off of each other. So City is on 37, Chelsea's on 36. The next best team is Brighton on 30 and Man United on 29. So yeah, I know Brighton continuing (laughs) to do Brighton things, but it's a lot fucking closer, I think, than anyone has been willing to even consider, let alone say out loud, between City and Chelsea. Since Tuchel came over, we have been fucking amazing at defense at the very least. And the attack has started to click more and more and more as the season has gone on. And I don't think it's that far off as much as, like, I genuinely think that we can comfortably say, given the numbers and the results and the teams that those results have come against, because Chelsea have played every fucking major manager. You know, there's that stat going around. They played Simeone twice, Pep three times, Mourinho twice. Chelsea have conceded one goal in eight games against those teams. Oh, against those and five managers. goals against Sam Allardyce. And five goals against Big <laughs> Sam, of course. The, West, the mighty, mighty West Brom. Um, but that West Brom game aside, like I think that Chelsea are the second best team in the world. And it might even be closer than I think for top team in the world right now. It's just In some ways, I agree with that watching on the pitch. I think the league, XG, I think there's an element of the game state in that. Because, you know, Chelsea were in the chasing pack at that time just trying to kind of wear down those who were in front and City got to that point where they were 10 points clear so could take their foot off the gas a bit more sure that's um, true so, that's fair but that that isn't to negate that we saw exactly what Tuchel well he he didn't do what has been traditional of being very attacking and he still had some rotation but I don't think as much as um, I would have expected um, and he played a very defensive very solid for and you saw the the run of without conceding a goal and all of Mendy's clean sheets and well the whole team clean sheets but you know the fact that Mendy went from having none halfway through the season to being in for the Golden Glove at this point you yeah know, it's and mad I, the double pivot guys were talking about this I don't remember if it was on their Patreon episode or the public feed but that one of the stories here is how fucking bad does this make Lampard and Sarri look? Sarri tried to do this thing with all of these players. Well, not all of these players, but Hazard in his prime, plus a lot of these same players Mm. and could not get them even close to like what, like Jorginho under Sarri versus Jorginho now is night and day. And so, and like everyone was like, Oh, Jorginho is a Sarri player. Like he would, he meant to have a slow possession system that built up through the middle and had these cutting forward, you know, all the stuff that we see now. This is what Sarri was going for, and he couldn't get it to land. And Lampard, like, 
I will defend Lampard's season. I do think that he was hard done by to get fired. I think he probably deserved more time. But it is undeniable that Tuchel showed up and overnight, because literally 24 hours after his appointment was the Wolves match, yeah. transformed this team radically. Like, we are such a different team than we were. And, like, instantly. The speed at which they are adapting is amazing to see. He's a different level of manager. Yeah, he is. So you uh, can't, yeah, yeah. You can't years compare... Above. Yeah. With with Lampard, you can't. I I take a criticism of Sarri, especially because Jorginho was a player he brought in. But yeah, I mean, it highlights that Frank didn't know what to do because of that experience again, and Tuchel just came in and immediately had yeah, ideas. Yeah, that's fine. He did, but he didn't know Frank Lampard's Chelsea didn't know how to organize off the ball. Right, just didn't. Yeah, they were fine with the ball. That was it. And the the issue was in transition or when when they were having to defend and back get the ball, they didn't know what to do. Whereas this Chelsea team, you know, they figured out how to do that. And then they went, you know, what makes it even easier? Just keep the ball. And you yeah. don't really also have to worry about that, <laughs> exactly. especially if you're tired. But. I do think Lampard's legacy is important too, though, because like Reese and Mount and also how much money we're going to make off Tammy this summer would be wildly impossible without the job that Frank did. So like his tenure will still have long-term effects at the club. But seeing how far all of the players have come in their decision-making and their sort of tactical intelligence under Tuchel in such a short time is amazing. And it really does speak to his, like, crazy training tactics or whatever. You know, we talk about, like, he plays multi-ball, or I was reading about one of the other ones that he does is he cuts off the corners of the pitch. So it's a diamond-shaped pitch, so everything gets concentrated by the goal mouth as you get further in, both in defense and attack. So you have to get good at those crowded spaces. Like, just crazy things like that, so that when they play the game, everything does seem simpler and they're like oh look at all this space we have i know how to find people i know how to do this that's insane. and it's paying off man it's fucking amazing like it's not fun to watch but it is fucking amazing and it feels great like i got nothing else to say other than it feels great after speaking for a half hour and saying i don't have anything else to say. <laughs> there we go yeah can <sighs> we laugh at brian brian laugh at brian yeah absolutely <laughs> wolves 2 brighton 1 wolves 1.1 brighton 0.3 so a, a solid victory oh. for wolves brighton's expected players nine nine <laughs> <laughs> oh loris dog is so good at fantasy football oh he scored again oh sent off neil more pay most wasteful player in the league with more excellent decision making just just a smart man a very very smart man uh, I sense a bit of sarcasm there, Ian. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. Just a, bit, just a little bit. Just a bit. Um, we should briefly touch on this other result too, as uh, not actually to say anything other than RIP West Ham because their top four chances are pretty much gone. West Ham zero, Everton one. West Ham one point one to Everton's one point six. That does knock West Ham's chances down to five percent, according to five thirty eight. So even though oh, they're they're, right they're, there, they still have a chance. Okay, I wasn't even sure they, they still have a chance. Technically, still have a chance. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, but for them, that would just be. You getting European football in general would have been a top target for yeah, that's West true Ham. actually. And yeah. so if it if it would have been Championship League, that's that's kind of the issue as well with the five thirty eight is they don't have you know the Europa and the other ones in there because it's yeah. different permutations. Yeah, I wish which they I think would. Be nice. I really do wish they would. Maybe have a word. Maybe have a word with him, Oscar. And get <laughs> I'll, us email, put in. I'll email Nate as soon as we're done recording. Yeah, get right on that. Thanks, thanks, bro. That's why he's only silver. He could get to gold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So I, th- I think it's a really good season for West Ham, and I think in a place where no one expected they would. No one. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Very late. I'm sorry. delayed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I forgot I had it. Do you, want me to, do you want me to do the joke again? No, no, carry on. <laughs> no, no, it's better that way. Um, you know, especially when Moyes came in and no one expected it after after we'd been panned. We panned him, whatever, and he just went on that fantastic run and they built up and, you know, they've they've 
had signings like Lingard who did really well for them and now Antonio's back. And Antonio's I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good point to be fair because they wouldn't even be in with a shout if it wasn't for Lingard. And they've done it with one... Antonio's the only striker they have. They got yeah. rid of Allaire and they got rid of, uh, insert third name here. Chicharito. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Chicharito. Thank you. I, I think you're about two seasons too late. But, <laughs> well, they um, still got rid of him at some point. He was there, Andy Carroll. They probably had Andy Carroll at some point. <laughs> Carlton Cole was probably still there in a broom cupboard. But it, Carlton Cole. They, they've done that. <laughs> wow. And, you know, so I think it's a, it's a, re, it's a really good season for West Ham. They, they've yes, still, you know, yeah. they should solidify uh, Europa League. Um, you know, who's close enough? Arsenal? Arsenal aren't going to catch them, are they? No. Six points in three games? None no, no, so you can consider them. You're looking at a lowest, done. a realistically a lowest position for West Ham is eight. I do think this is a bit of the, um, a draw that feels like a loss as opposed to a draw that feels like a win where you're, you know, you're up and then you concede in like the 95th. And so you're like, yeah, I guess we drew there. And if you had told me before the whistle that I would have been happy with a draw against this X team, you know. Same thing yeah. for Leicester, same Precisely. thing for West Ham. I think the position that they were in makes the position they're likely to finish in more disappointing than if they had only known about that position from the start yeah. of the season. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, well, that should do it for fixtures, I guess, there. We will be back to talk about stuff, obviously, uh, next week, as we always are. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, yeah, that was weird. I thought, are we going to <laughs> a break? a bit yeah. weird, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's just blow past that uh, because it's someone else's job to take over now. Yay! What are we going to do? We're going to talk about FPL. We're going to do the Predictor League. How's the Predictor League looking? Daddy's out of Predictor League! League of predictions that you gave me at the beginning of the season. 34 people gave their predictions of where the Premier League teams would finish in the league. Um, yeah, worked it out. Did some numbers. Bosh. Uh, top is, well, his spawn has just become a Patreon. And he probably doesn't listen, but Papa Dalton, father of Oscar, of other Oscar, is top. No way. At a minute with Yay. 50 points. Yeah. And presumably the one funding the Patreon subscription, given that <laughs> yeah, yeah. other Oscar is a child. So. <laughs> well, this is it. Um, and then in second is the XG differential per 90 on the same score. Um, third place, Chris Smith on 54. Ooh. And then there's a chasing pack um, for us. Ian, you and I are tied on 62 in okay. sixth position. Oscar, scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll. 23rd on 74 mm. points, uh, tied with the GP, Jeff Pedder. Oscar Dalton, son of Papa Dalton, is in 31st. Oh, dear. So, you know. How, uh, how's the good Dr. Emily doing? She's definitely going to want to hear her position. Emily is fifth. Emily's fifth in the league. There you go. There you go. She's uh, she's happy that about that, I'm sure. There you go. It's so good, it's yeah. kind of shaking itself out now. There's not really much. I yeah. mean, it's still a big drop this season. A lot of people are suffering because of Sheffield United and Leeds, really. they put every, No one really put Sheffield United as getting relegated. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking hell. Remember when they finished like fifth last year or something crazy? <laughs> well, yeah, but Oscar, you and I put Wolves in fifth. And I looked at that today and thought, what the fuck are we smoking? Like, well, it, they were good last year. Like, they lost all their strikers. That's like Raul Jimenez, Diogo Jota. Like, that's where their numbers went <laughs> to other yeah. teams and the entry room. Like, I think, I don't know. I, I stand by that pick. And I also stand by Palace in the fucking relegation zone for the record. And I'm going to pick them again <laughs> yeah, next well. year. <laughs> Yeah, well, my fact is safe in it, mate, so fuck off, you prick. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, how about FPL? How are you boys doing in FPL so far this week? I should. Ah, we're not in a relegation zone now for XG. Suck. Oh wait, Burnley are winning, so they're going to overtake it. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned FPL there, Oscar. Um, I don't know. It's just not a lot going on in FPL this week, is there? No. All right, live check on the teams. Where are you at right now as of recording? Monday, May 10, 4.20 p.m. Eastern time, 9.20 p.m. <laughs> US, uh, UK time. Uh, I am on uh, 58 points. Oh, not bad. And naturally, naturally, because of how these things fucking work between me and Ian, I'm on 56 points. <laughs> We're only two points away. Either of you take a points hit or anything? Or is it just 58, 56? Yeah, that, that is points hits. Yeah, I had two free transfers, so I was able to bring in Bruno to captain him for the triple. Um, Very nice. That's paid off already, and there's two fixtures to go. Yep, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of games still to be played. I've got looking forward to Watkins' performance in the second game against Everton. That should be good. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yes. Fucking hell. I've been defending Watkins to people all season and then he fucking does that. Yeah, he derped it. He derped it. And you, it's not even like you get rid of him because he's back. he'll be back for the next game week. So when he comes exactly, to you know, yeah. so. He's there till the end of the season now, but never mind, eh? Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, ticking along, but it's, it's such a... Basically, my game week one rank overall was 700k, and I've never been higher than that. Oof. So if I can't get the fucking... Basically, now I am 750k. If I can't get above my game week one rank, I realise how pointless my existence is. But for fuck's sake, this <laughs> would just be... What a waste of a season. What an absolute waste of a season. Join I, us in I, draft, Ian. Join us in draft. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> I love the idea of draft. But I just can't commit to being around and doing things when the lineups are announced. And you need to be so engaged. It's such a good game. I accept that. But fair enough. I just can't be that engaged. Fair this enough. set and forget FPL thing just works yeah. for me. Uh, may I uh, may I shout out the stats robots because I went fucking crazy Please this week do. just for the fun. You points, hits, and bench boost. That's Is that correct? correct. Yes, the stats robots are on sixty-eight <laughs> points minus twenty. <laughs> and bench boosting so yeah fuck it it was done whatever i didn't even go off the pqi anymore because like again it's just whatever (laughs) so i have like havertz in there i pull a sick in there ollie watkins didn't play didn't play uh sent off (laughs) yeah yeah but 68 and minus 20 puts us at 48 really but 68 is not bad yeah it's 48 but it's it's 48 (laughs) the number says 68 i'm i'm looking at the number and it says 68 so i don't know about that judge i don't know good good point Gentlemen, let's bluff. Bluff for time. It's bluff for time. Yes, bluff for time. You're gonna make some bluff. Then I will say, go for it. And you say, how many numbers? And then I say, do that many numbers. If you can guess, that's the bluff for time. <laughs> no rhythm. He does make you look good, Chuck. He does make it's you look good. I, I appreciate it. And Oscar does does me a good service. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah I'm, I got you. I got you, buddy. He's a man of the people. No problem. I caught my I caught my daughter narrating her life the other day and I I, I shed a tear because I knew it was a Highlander situation and we both can't exist in the same world. So she's gone now. She's outside. <laughs> <laughs> in song form, my daughter has started coming up with jingles at two years old. That's amazing. Just little bits and watching Rick and Morty and <laughs> that's a parenting worry, but yeah. That's less uh that's less good, but okay. Here's what it is. 
Yeah. Come at me. Uh, all right. Well, it is my turn to host this week. Um, in case my lovely song didn't accurately <laughs> describe the game for you, and you haven't been listening until this is your first episode, and you made it to here, fine. Uh, I'm going to have some categories. There are a certain number of things in those categories. The boys are going to take turns betting on how many they think they can name. At some point, someone's going to call someone else, and then we go from there. Um, I had three very good normal categories ready to go this morning. <laughs> God, you decided not uh, to. I will tell you what they were. The first one was the ceremonial counties of England. Um, I believe I also had the 25 most commonly used words in the English language. Another very reasonable category. Fuck. Good categories. Shit. Good categories. Piss. Uh, and then I put a call out to the Patreons this morning to be like, hey, do you guys have any better ideas? And all of them universally, and I'm pretty sure this is driven by your reactions to recent weeks, Chuck, were one of two things. Either... Give them a massive list that is purely objective, no <laughs> subjectiveness, but is brutally hard. Oh, Shout out Sandambi, because I did take one of those. Oh, and then the rest of them were People like, have Bro, to just listen be as subjective to this. as possible. <laughs> purely, purely subjective. So I'll save Sam's for the tiebreaker, because the other two will be shorter. Right. Um, and I'm going fully subjective, because that's what the Patreons told me, and I thought it was hilarious, and I'm going with this. So... Uh, Ian, would you like Star Wars or would you like MCU? I'll let you pick Star Wars or MCU oh, for the no. first bid. Um, okay, MCU then. There's a matter of subjective. MCU. None of it means okay. Famously, I have a spreadsheet that lists, that helped me figure out what my favorite MCU movies are, broken down category by category. Both of you have seen this spreadsheet at some point in time. I know this, so I'm totally okay with doing this. There are 24 MCU movies to date. How many of my Oscar Puente's 13 favorite MCU movies can you name? Very good. I do like it. <laughs> when, did, when did the list... Uh, do you ever add to or change the list? Or is it like a once in absolute... I update it every time a new movie comes out. I watch it five times and then I update <laughs> the list. Of course you do. Oh, that, yeah, but that's, just, but that's just to add a new one. You don't... Oh, I reevaluate every few... Anytime I do a rewatch of the whole thing, uh, which I guess the last one would have been right before Endgame, I update all the scores. Okay. Um, but other than that, I leave them in place. So the last update to most of these would have been Endgame. And then Spider-Man Far From Home is in one of the 24 spots, 23 spots. But maybe in the top 13, maybe not. I don't know. You have to guess. That's the game. Ian, how many do you think you can name? Uh, I will go seven. Nice bid. Excellent opening bid. <laughs> Chuck, how many of my 13 nine. favorite MCU? He says nine. Ooh. Uh, ten. Ten. I don't want to get any shit for the ones I like and don't like. I don't care. I have a system. I'm confident in my answers to this. Eleven. Eleven. Chuck has eleven. Ian, do you want to go higher than eleven here? Uh, I'll go twelve, and then if he wants to try it, he can try All thirteen, Chuck? No mistakes of my thirteen favorite? Nope. Yeah. All right, Ian Stimson, you need to name 12 of my 13. When you say these, I will also give their score out of 100 from my spreadsheet as far as how much I like them. I think I could do all of them, but it's just it's 13 is halfway down the list and it's at a point where you could justify, you know what I mean? Like the scores could mm -hmm. be close. I do, I do have some hot takes on these. So there are probably a couple that you would be surprised by and a couple that you'd be surprised are not there. But Ian, go ahead and take it away. How many of my 13? You said 12, so let's go for it. Uh, Iron Man 2. Hey, <laughs> fuck Oh, no. You idiot. You would never say Iron Man anything. No, but I thought he did. I thought no. I remember. Can I go? Can I go? Can we not yeah, do any? Go and let's see how many no. I will get. 
Chuck, okay. if you can name 13, I'll give you the point. I mean, you have the point anyway, but, yeah, but I'll point give you anyway. the extra point. I, I don't know. I could get an extra one. the point off of you for doing subjective list. Uh, so Civil uh, War and Endgame. Yep, Endgame number one, Civil War number three. Oh, that's not what I meant to say. Infinity War, sorry. That's what Infinity I meant to say. War number two, so you're in there. Yeah. So that's top three. That's top three, yeah. Okay, uh, Guardians, Ragnarok, Black Panther. Guardians number four, Ragnarok number eight, Black Panther number ten. Wow, Black Panther's that low. Uh, Winter Soldier, I know you love that. Yep, Winter Soldier number five. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep, number seven. Spider-Man Far From Home. Number six on the list. Um, Guardians 2? Guardians 2 does just barely make the cutoff at 12. Wow, uh, Chuck, you are crushing this. Yeah, you really yeah. do know me quite well. I think you'd like Doctor Strange. I was going to say, yep, I, I wrote that's down 13. Doctor Strange. Absolutely, yep. that is 13th, and I have it much higher than pretty much anybody else I know. I love that film. Uh, love it. Hmm. Two more. One of them I doubt you'll guess. One of them you might. Is the first Ant-Man in there? No. Nah, okay. First Ant-Man is like way towards the bottom for me. So I said 11. I got 11. Double points. Yeah. Thanks. Am I, am I misremembering something? There was a conversation about one of the Iron Man films that you liked way more than most other people. Iron Man 2 is my favorite of the Iron Man movies, right, but it does not I, crack the top 13. I think I inflated that in Mickey my head. Rourke just wanted his bird. He just wanted his <laughs> my bird. Board. I want my bird. I want my bird. Give me bird. Uh, Chuck, the two you missed were Avengers and Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel. Okay. Wait, what would yeah. be... Oh, did people not like Captain Marvel? What's the one that's there that's uh, controversial? Yeah, that's not that popular. I don't think... Like, I have Captain Marvel above Captain America 1 and all three of the Iron Man movies, which I think would be pretty... Yeah, Pretty much of a hot take among most nerds. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. All right, which means that, Chuck, you get Star Wars. I have written out here my 13 favorite Star Wars characters. I will go ahead and get the caveats out of the way. These are only characters that have speaking lines in either movies or shows. Nothing from books, nothing from comics, and no random background characters who don't have speaking lines. And do they have, when you say speaking roles, do they have to speak English words? No. So it's... (laughs) Okay, so they can just make noises. Okay, so I'll give you one that isn't there, but that would potentially fit that category. BB-8. BB-8 doesn't speak words, but he, he does have speaking lines. So to but he speak. would have been an acceptable consideration for these roles. He would have been, yes. He doesn't crack my top 13, but he could be on the list. Why yeah. am I entertaining this? Um, three? <laughs> all right, Chuck says three of my favorite Star Wars characters. They're all characters that you guys would know, for the record. I don't have, it's not like super deep cuts. Like, I'm not sitting here being like, Master Plo Koon is number yeah. one. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Go Plo Koon! I do love Master Plo Koon, but he's not top 13 material. Sentinel! For the, record. for the win! Yellow lightsaber! Ian, we have three. How many more? <laughs> Can you name more than three of my favorite Star five. Wars characters? Five. Ian's got five. Ian, uh, Chuck, do you want to go for six of my 13 favorite Star Wars characters? Sure, why not? <laughs> All right, six. Uh, Ian, would you like to go for seven? The big lucky number seven out of 13. Uh, I'll go eight. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Going to eight. Going as high as eight. Chuck, do you want to go to nine out of 13 of my favorite Star Wars characters? How many you got written down, Ian? Uh, not many more than eight. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, how many Star Wars characters can you name? <laughs> Not uh, many more than nine. eight. Nine? <laughs> yeah. I'll, say, I'll say nine, just for the sake of fun, isn't it? 
Can you go 10? This is very fun. I'm highly enjoying this. <laughs> I, I, because I always criticise that I don't push it, I, I will go 10. Yeah. Are you going to keep pushing it? How much, how much, when you say you criticise, so you're going to push it, how much more are you going to push it? <laughs> if I say well, 11, would you say 12? Let's just, let's just say only been 11 if you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a Stimson, and I'm just gonna let you name them. Let me take turn. I'm gonna take the back seat here. All right. And by the way, happy uh, belated May the Fourth to all the Star Wars nerds out there. Hope you enjoyed celebrating with either a movie or the Bad Batch. I have not watched the Bad Batch. No spoilers, please. I need to. I need to start that. I'm waiting until the whole season's out, personally. But Ian, take it away. I need ten. Right. That was the bid. Ten. That was the bid. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Because Uh, you're saying. This is just arbitrary. It, you have this list written down, right? So you can prove. Yes, yes. Don't, Ian, don't hold it up to the eyes. camera. No, Ian, close your eyes. Hands over your face. There's my list. Okay. It's written down. Okay. I'm, I'm satisfied. All right, Ian, take it away. Okay. I think uh, mostly you would go for baddies. So Darth Vader, I think, will be top. Absolutely. He's second, actually, on the list, but... He's second. Okay. Definitely love Darth Vader. Love, love, love Darth Vader. Han Solo. Eighth. Han Solo eighth. at eighth. Okay. Uh, Ray. Ray at four, the fourth yeah. spot. Um, Mace Windu. Ooh, nah. Ooh, play my fucking music, my boy! <laughs> Oh dear, it's not a good week for me, but well played. Wow, this actually worked in favour of Chuck, surprisingly, despite the Patreons just looking to troll you. Uh, <laughs> do you want to throw any more names out there? Yeah, uh, Jabba? Nope. What? No. What? what? <laughs> I thought he might, I thought he might just... No, I there. love Star Wars too much to have a trolley type list. It's just like, I just it's just pure love for oh, that universe. Okay. Right. Chuck, would Mace Windu be like top of your list? Mace Windu, well, yeah, but it's more that I like Samuel L. Jackson than Mace Windu. Yeah. Oh, also, if anyone wants to buy a Mace Windu lightsaber, let me know. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to sell mine. It just sits in the loft. Master replicas, if anyone's interested. Very nice. Those are worth quite a bit. How many Sith are we talking about here, Oscar? Uh, two. Just two. <laughs> just two. Kylo Ren. There's not that many Sith in the movies. Right, yeah. Really. Okay. Dooku's boring. Yeah. Um, the other one was Darth Maul. I don't find Palpatine compelling on any level whatsoever. And then those are the four Sith that we've seen. Uh, do, if you want to count Kylo Ren, then he would also, but he's not a Sith per se. Um, and he also made a turn by the okay, end of the trilogy. Okay, so I had so. Kylo Ren on the list. I, he would have been 13th. I think I, at the so bottom of my list I had Palpatine, so that you've crossed that off as no. Okay, yeah. I think I'd have struggled anyway. I mean, Luke and Leia... Yep, uh, not Luke, but Leia. Not yes. Luke, okay. Not See, Luke. He was at the bottom. He was at the bottom of my list as well because I knew he'd be low. I knew if if there yeah, at I all. don't like. He's too whiny, man. I just don't. I don't like. He him is at an all. annoying character. You're right. Yeah. I loved him in Last Jedi. That's the only really Luke appearance that I've like yeah. particularly enjoyed. Chuck, do you want to throw some out? Uh, hang on, as a tr- as a trolling one, I put Jar Jar Binks. No. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. <laughs> Which I'm wondering if I should have because I he's the one that, that I quote the mine. most in life. Like I just like, <laughs> when anything bad is happening, I'm like, that's bad, Bobby. <laughs> Emily hates that so much. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, Chuck, do you want to throw some out there? You know me pretty well. We've had a lot of Star Wars conversations. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you held the list up to the camera, so why not? Oh, also um, that. <laughs> R2D2. Yep, number one. <laughs> yeah, Chewie was number six. And I can't remember what else we've said and haven't said. Uh, do, 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 uh, Finn, maybe? No, not Finn. No, yeah. he's pretty boring. Lando. Um, no Lando. 
I'm very drawn towards droids and people with force powers. The regular humans are pretty boring to me. You wouldn't have put C-3PO on there, would you? Uh, no. I don't, which Emily's going to be so offended because we always talk about how R2, I'm R2-D2 and she's C-3PO. That was literally our wedding cake toppers. But <laughs> she did not crack my top 13 Star Wars characters. Fair enough. Uh, I'll she, rattle off the she list. She wasn't in the suit. <laughs> yeah, she knows. She knows the deal. Um, coming at the top, it's R2-D2. Then we have Darth Vader slash Anakin. Then Ahsoka, Rey, Obi-Wan. Chewbacca, Darth Maul, Han Solo, K2SO, which is the kind of hipster pick in there, um, but I find him hilarious. He's the droid from Rogue One, voiced mm, by mm-hmm. uh, Steve the Pirate. Um, then we have Leia, Yoda, Qui-Gon, and Kylo Ren to round off the list. Qui-Gon? Yeah, I fucking love Qui-Gon, dude. He's the best Jedi, in my opinion, of all of the Jedi. He got it. He was like, it's about the living force, man. He found Anakin. Like, he's, he's good at finding people. He also was the one to unlock immortality. Like, if it wasn't for him, Yoda would never have learned how to be a Force ghost, and neither would Obi-Wan. Through him, all things are possible. Shout out, Qui-Gon. <laughs> Jesus? Oh, Qui-Gon. Right. Um, okay, so it is Monday the 10th of May as we record. Burnley, I don't know, have they won? Am I watching that game? Am I fuck? Uh, they're winning. <laughs> Tomorrow, Man United play Leicester. Southampton play Palace. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, oh, it's on Sky. I don't have that great. Uh, Chelsea Arsenal that Oscar always gets excited about is on Wednesday. Aston Villa, Everton <laughs> on Thursday. And Man United again on with Liverpool. Uh, the red derby the postponement derby um we'll be back with you there'll be more fixtures between there um should i start them off nah another six thirty game week for all you fpl nerds out there if you haven't ranked yourself into a coma or quit all social media because oh, i don't want to my testicles um guys it's a game with numbers on the spreadsheet go outside appreciate the sun um <laughs> no, Ian, play the music because i'm only me. gonna keep talking you can't make me appreciate the I'm sun i'm only gonna keep talking i'm only gonna piss off more people and we're definitely not gonna get patreons um anyway point to me wait what's the scores in a bluffer am i winning yet oh nine nine ten say goodbye ian bye say goodbye oscar hello there that went what that went more like fozzy bear um thanks nate good to have you back buddy uh producer bye